record on now, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome, John. Um, so this is the first episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration. So basically, I came up with the idea that creating a wee podcast to get to know people within fitness or the fitness industry. Um, so today, if you could introduce yourself um, to the audience, um, just your name, your age, and how's your day been? Okay, right. So uh, I'll not tell you how my day's been. It's just been dreadful. But um, so my name is John, John Fairgrieve, and uh, I am the ripe old age of 65. So I'm officially an old age pensioner. Um, and my day has been rubbish because I've not been feeling great. But um, here I am. I'm feeling slightly better now because I'm excited about what's going to happen next because I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Okay. So um, the first question that I'm going to ask you is, what made you get into fitness? Um, and it could be as early as your school years, or was it late on? Okay, well, that's that's a really easy answer because um, I didn't get into any kind of fitness until about maybe five or six years ago. So for most of my um, adult and child life, I suppose, um, fitness was something that I just didn't do. I didn't play football, I didn't play rugby, hated sports of any kind, um, and my whole focus was just on listening to and writing music, so that was my big thing. Um, and I, I still can't remember what it was that got me to the gym for the first time. I can't really remember what that was, that, that trigger, um, but that was only like five or six years ago now. Right, okay. And then, so, obviously, when you joined the gym, what was what was the first thing that you actually remember about your, your journey? Um, I remember it not being as scary as I expected it to be. Um, you know, one of the kind of um, uh, one of the um, stereotypical images that you have and that you hear about the gym is all these guys strutting about the place with their muscles and you know um, sweat pouring off them and uh, looking absolutely amazing. But actually, the gym is full of just pretty ordinary people most of the time. There are still a few people who do strut around. I've got to say that. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm also developing a gym strut, but that's because I feel like I should at this stage. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but but it's it's a place not to be scared of actually. Um, and and I think it is. It's, I think, because it's different from all the rest of the part of the world that we live in. Um, the gym is a kind of very closed environment in some senses, so so people do have a fear of what's inside behind those doors, you know. Um, and, and I think for me, the secret was getting a program of things to do when I was there, instead of just turning up and saying, "Oh, there's a fancy looking machine. Now I know how to use that. I'll just go and use it." But but when you do stuff like that in the gym, it doesn't actually do you any good because if it's not part of a structured plan to get you fitter or to change your muscles or whatever you're there to do, then uh, it's just you're just wasting your time, you know. Yeah, and then so part of that question moves on to the next question. So could you tell me about at least three influential people? in your life and how they've impacted you? At least three influential people? Yeah, so that, that could have been, you know, the guy who, guy or uh, lady who has created your gym programme and gave you a bit of structure in your life. Yep. Um, it could be your, your wife, your kids. So... Uh, okay. You're gonna to have to. You're gonna to have to pick a list here. <laughs> That's all right. No, I'm I'm good with lists. Um. So I think the first thing to say is that, 
Um, I have, uh, and people hearing this won't, won't understand where I am necessarily, but um, I've, I've got to where I am today with my fitness, uh, not necessarily because of the support I've had from my family. I've had to do it without that. In fact, you know, whenever I go to the gym, my wife says, you, you just pick up infections at the gym, you know, it doesn't do you any good, you know, you should stay off the gym. You know, there's always, always lots of reasons for not going to the gym, but I go. Um, so I suppose, um, I, I don't know her name, but the person who gave me my first gym programme at Easter House Gym, you know, showed me how to work the treadmill and stuff like that, um, was kind of the person who opened oh, the door a little bit. Sorry, there's, but, um, there's, there's Johnny the Pick coming in. Um, sorry, I'm you, happy to get rid of Johnny the Pick again. Is that your, is that your other account there? Other version, so I'll just get rid of that if you don't mind. Um, um, right. okay. uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's okay. So, so I think. Um, as long as I don't forget this one. So yeah, so I don't know her name, but but she but she kind of took me around all the machines. Um, but but what I discovered was that there was a big gym near me at work, which was Emirates. Um, and and that's where I went uh, and got shown around the rest of the machines because Easter House Gym is really small. Um, and I think it was Neil McWilliams who was my kind of, um, I'll call it inspiration, but he's a guy who's been doing my gym programs for like five years now. Um, he understands what I can do, what my objectives are, and uh, he always pushes me with a little bit, something a bit, a little bit harder. Yeah. It's, it's very, very often I'll say to him, I really can't do that. Uh, but he'll just think of a different way of doing it. Um, it's not that he says, well, don't do that, do something else. He'll say, here's another way to think about doing that one. Um, and and that has really helped. So I do feel really challenged a lot sometimes by what he gives me. Um, and uh, he, he's been kind of tailoring the programme for boxing, which is kind of what one just now, um, to kind of go alongside what we're doing um, separately. Yeah. So so that's been really good. So, so Neil's been really good there. Um, uh, and I suppose... Uh, it's really hard to find a list of three people, to be honest, you know, because yeah. I suppose I could say Scott Marshall here at this point, actually. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're yeah. just looking for brownie points here. <laughs> that, that, isn't as, that isn't as odd as it sounds because, uh, you know, I suppose this is the first time I've really trained for a sport properly. Um, I mean, I, I, I played touch rugby for about two years, but it was there wasn't kind of proper training and there wasn't proper coaching particularly um but what what we've been doing has been been more specific coaching for the for the job in hand um so that's me good too I, i'm i'm struggling for a bit, to be honest yeah no no that's okay um so we, we spoke about it there um boxing <laughs> yep. um so obviously but I've did a wee bit of sparring and I've looked at the videos and I think I'm up 1-0 um, going into this uh, sparring Maybe. match. Maybe. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, I'll definitely take the first one as a draw um, because the two were just straight in um, huh? without Gobbo's gym. <laughs> Swinging handbags. Um, <laughs> um, no. So how, how are you feeling Um Going into your your big fight, which will be November 26, 23rd. November. How am I feeling? Um, so to answer how I'm feeling right now, um, we need to understand how I was feeling back in June when we kind of first started doing 
more intensive kind of boxing work uh, in the PT sessions. Um, so when you first mentioned this, I, I thought to myself, oh, there's no way I'm doing that. Boxing is, uh, I'm doing boxing because I want to be fitter, I want to be more agile, I want to be better at running, all those kind of things that boxers do. Um, but then the weird thing was over the next couple of weeks, uh, something was buzzing away in the back of my head and I thought, maybe, should I? You know, what, what would happen? What's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah, I could get knocked out. Of course I could, but, but you know, and then I started to warm to the idea of actually taking part in a sport. And part of, I suppose that became more, more urgent, I suppose, um, when I did my first part run, which was about the middle of August. And that's because, you know, all the training, you do it on your own and, you know, you just run and you do what you're supposed to do. But then when you go into a race with other people or a run with other people uh, and you're you're not officially competing against them, but you're trying to do your best. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same when I played rugby. Um, that was the first team sport I had played in 60 years. Um, and it was such an amazing feeling just being with other people doing the same thing. So... As the time has gone on, I've, I've warmed immensely to the idea of having a fight. Um, and as you know, I've said often, I just want to punch something out because it's, yeah. that's how, yeah. that's how yeah. anxious I am to move forward. Um, so we better watch out Monday. But yes. but, but yeah, so it's, it's now I'm really, really excited about it. My mindset is set on this, this match at the end of, of November. Um, and, you know, see if... Even if I do get knocked out, I don't really care because um, I'll have taken part and I'll have done my very best to get there. Yeah, so you're, you're actually you're going to do something that a lot of people never have the chance to do. So, you know, to be in the ring, um, crowded area, you know, um, and the chance to knock somebody else out. Um, I firmly believe that um, your tactics that... Um, your progress that you've made over, you know, the, the last six, eight weeks within your boxing, um, that you you won hands hands down, John, <laughs> hands down. So if I don't, I'll get my handbag out and I'll just buy some of that. <laughs> um, so talking about, um, obviously, we're we sparring match on Monday. So yes. I've actually purchased a new headguard, if you can see that yep. there. So uh -huh. that's how confident I am of my own. <laughs> Abilities against you, John, um, and I've got a new mouth guard as well. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but so let's let's lead on. So, are you nervous about Monday? No, not at all. Oh, no, you are you totally confident? Yeah, I'm. I'm confident um, about beating you Monday morning, but I'm also confident that when I get to the kind of official start of boxing training on Monday night um, at the boxing place. Um, that I'm not going to disgrace myself. Um, I mean, I don't know yet what's involved. Whether and it might be a, a conditioning kind of session rather than actual boxing, but um, I'm not. I'm not concerned about that because yeah. I know that I'm as fit as I can be just now. So um, yeah. No. Um, so on that. So can you tell everybody about your fight? So where it's going to be taking place, the date, just in case anybody wants to come along and buy tickets. Sure. Yeah, no problem. So it's on the 26th of November and it'll be at the Normandy Hotel. Um, the fights run from 7 o'clock at night till 11. Um, and uh, yeah, so and I don't know if I'm fighting yet. I wouldn't know that till a week before. Uh, but according to the kind of blurb that is sent out, um, I'll be kind of put into a group with a 
number of people who are of similar skill, age, and weight, which will be challenging. And I'll probably end up fighting one of those three, uh, one oh, of those uh, five or six people. So, yeah. Oh, good. Um, myself and my partner, Deborah, we'll definitely be there, John, to cheer you on. Good stuff. Um, okay. Um, we'll put us down for two tickets. Um, so, um, obviously, you mentioned your age, you're 65. Mm-hmm. You started training when you must have been what fifty nine, just coming up for sixty. I suppose, yeah, something like yeah? that. Yeah. So, did you have a, a, a fitness goal for turning sixty? Um, yeah. Well, you'll kind of laugh actually, and and maybe thinking back on it, I think maybe this is why I started going to the gym, um, because it wasn't a fitness goal that I had. It was a it was one of those kind of crazy big stupid goals that you create for people for yourself and. Um, you know, you think it's achievable, but yet you kind of know in your heart of hearts it's not achievable. And the big crazy goal that I had, when you, when you asked me that, it reminded me, um, when I went to the gym, the thing I was wanting to do was to climb Everest by the time yeah. I was 70. Okay. Now, clearly I'm five years away from that yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> so well, it's still possible. Well. Still possible. But um, the reality is, and this is this is why, um, and I, I'm... I'm I hesitate to mention this when you've got a new excuses and real inspiration stuff at the back of now, so um, I don't know how, how far I should go with this, but um, the reality is um, that, number one, I couldn't afford it to get to Everest because just, just to go on a tourist expedition to climb Everest is like 50 grand. Yeah. Um, uh, and to go with, with some degree of guarantee of getting nearer the top, you're, you're probably talking 150, 160,000 pounds. I just don't have that money. Yeah. So, um, and you know why would anyone else raise money for me to go to Everest so I can get killed? Do you know? Um, there's that slight risk as well, of course, yes. you get killed. Um, but even even base camp, you know, at seventy and a half thousand feet, eighteen thousand feet, is still still a challenge. Um, but to get there, I would need to be three months away, pretty much. Um, and I can't see my wife letting me away for three months without yes. any. So that's that's unfortunately where the reality hit a few years into that program, uh, and, and it, it just became while it was a nice ideal, a nice inspiration, a nice vision to have. Um, the reality was it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. But it didn't stop my fitness journey, and I think that's the important thing. Just because the goal changed, it didn't mean that what I was doing had to change. So obviously, you wanted to climb Everest before you were seventy. So. I gather that you've done a wee bit of hill walking in your past. I did a wee bit of hill walking, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got 54, I think, or 56 Munros under my belt. Um, and the 50th Munro was a very challenging one because I actually fell down it. Oh, okay. What one was that? <laughs> I don't think you knew that, did you? Um, I can't remember the name. Um, it'll come back to me if you... I'll, I'll check it, I'll tell you, but, but um, it was a... It was a, it was a it was one of my massive expeditions. It was like 11 Monroes in a weekend on my own. Really? Um, yeah. and I, had, I had walked from Dalwini through the, the, there through to um, Karur, where I was going. Did two that night, camped out, climbed the next one the next morning. It was in complete mist. There was no, you couldn't see a thing in front of your eyes, in front of your face. Um, and I managed to navigate across a twisted kind of summit. Got to the top, fantastic. Um, sun came out, started to walk down into the valley or the glen. And then the next thing you were rolling down the side of the hill with my huge backpack on, couldn't stop. 
eventually got picked up by helicopter and five or six days later I was back back home again. So so yeah, I've, I've had an exciting time on the hills. Right. Okay. So you've you've achieved um, something else that um, people don't normally do is riding a helicopter. So, Absolutely. That's my big yeah. achievement on that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can remember the helicopter ride though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I remember, yeah. I remember very well because um, he said, don't try to talk and just sit there. And I had to sit with my legs kind of pulled up close to me and there was this, this door open and the wind was howling through that door and yeah. I just had to sit there for the 10 minutes till they got us to to, internet, to Fort William Hospital so yeah, yeah. no well that, that's something new you've taught me there John there you go <laughs> um, and I actually set a wee timer um, before we started so we're, we're about 15 minutes in even though I said uh, 10 minutes but I do you know you can talk for Scotland um, <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's move on. So, what's three things you would say to the world that relates to your current training right now? To the world that relates to my current training, um, I think I can. I'm going to have to use three adjectives for this, right? Okay. So the first one is hard, enjoyable. And exciting. Okay, and then explain those. Yeah, sure. Hard means <laughs> you get no rest <laughs> whatsoever. You know, um, if you say we're having one minute rest between theoretical rounds, then that's what we get. We get two minutes work, one minute rest, or three minutes work, one minute rest, and that's it. And that for me is one of the big things about having a PT. For, for many years, I said, why do I need a PT? I can do all that stuff, do you know? Why do I need somebody to stand and watch me doing things? But actually, what, what having a PT does is it, it holds you accountable for the stuff that you promised to do when you're not in that session, first of all, but also it, it forces you to work harder. Um, and I think working harder is what makes you better. Um, so that's the first reason that I would say hard is one of those words. Enjoyable is because I don't think that in any of our sessions we've had an hour session and we've not had a good laugh as well. Yeah. So it's not all just serious, let's get down to work, guys, and, and that's it, your hour's up, time to go. It does, there's always been a bit of fun, a bit of banter in there as well, um, yeah. even if it's sometimes been against you and sometimes been against me. We've kind of, <laughs> kind of balanced that out a little bit. Yes. Um, uh, what, was, what was the third one again? So it was... Uh, Oh, and exciting, yeah. So exciting is because, well, maybe other people wouldn't think this exciting, but I find it exciting. Um, I find it exciting that I don't always know what I'm coming into every week. Um, I don't know what the program's going to be every week. I know, it's, I know what it's going to contain, but I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, and sometimes it is, uh, I have to use another one now, which is challenging. That, that's kind of like hard, I suppose. But but sometimes the exciting part of it becomes really challenging. Um and uh, yeah, so just a, a very good example, right, is the is the sprint track boxing um, when yeah. we kind of push each other down the sprint track trying to, to hit each other. Um, and um, so it's hard because you've got to move, hit, watch, you know, do all those kind of things that boxers do. Um, it's enjoyable because in, inevitably I end up folded over the laughter at one point <laughs> because you're something I don't like. Um, and exciting because I just never know what you're going to do next, um, and and that's that's where where I think I like the the 
uh, I don't know, spontaneity of it all. Do you know, it's it's you have to react, um, yeah. and and having to react is what makes it exciting. You just don't know what's coming. You don't know where that punch is coming from. You don't know when this glove's going to come right across your face and bash your head in. Yeah, so I don't know if you've um, listened to the book um, by Tony Bellew or I've seen any of these uh, social media posts. So that that's his uh, slogan. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> so, um, so give that a wee listen to it's really good um, if you get a chance um, but yeah so describe how you felt when we were first sparring and you received that first punch yeah um, <laughs> well I can't repeat the words that I use that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I suppose whether I feel like I didn't know what I was supposed to do I knew I had to hit you or try to hit you. Um, so so in that sense, it was a case of how can I land a punch, you know, because all the things you've taught me about, you know, hitting in this direction, that direction, using legs, using ra- your waist and stuff like that. Um, it, it was all about, th- I thought, how does, how, he's just can continually defending himself. How can I possibly land a punch on him? Um, and then we were kind of in the middle of the kind of ring that you had built for us. And suddenly this whack of a punch landed in my left side of my head and oh my god it nearly knocked me on my floor on the floor <laughs> and you know I think what 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 you just said with that guy's book title you know um everyone's got a plan until you get the first punch um that's true you know that just made me so angry you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I, I remember saying to you at the time um as we were kind of getting ready for that to start um, I said to you, I'm breaking this because I don't know what's to happen next. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to me, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen to you, I don't know how it's going to go. But see, at the end of it, the endorphins were like through the roof, the adrenaline yeah. was through the roof. It was just yeah. the most exciting. No, actually, straight after that session, I almost signed up to <laughs> the event <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't get hit in the face, I, I, I just can't do that. <laughs> Um, no, that, that's all good. Um, okay, um, I think we'll round off. Um, so Monday, we're going to be doing a wee bit of sparring. Um, and then, but however, I'll make sure it's towards the end of the session, obviously. When I'm fully tired out, yes. Yes, because I'll be tired out from G Cycle. <laughs> so it, could, it, it might work in uh, yeah. other favour. Um, Okay, have you got any questions from myself just before we finish off, John? Um, no, I, I don't know that I have actually. Um, it, it's been it's been a very um, enjoyable experience having a wee chat about this because it's stuff that I don't talk about very much. You know, it's 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 just part of me. All this stuff that's going on, um, and no one else ever asks about it, so I don't yeah. ever have a chance to talk about how I feel about these things. So, so it's actually been quite enjoyable. Yeah. So what we'll do, John, um, we'll do a wee follow-up. So we'll do, we'll probably, we, am I right in soon? So that'll be, what, eight weeks until your fight? Eight weeks, exactly. So we'll do, we'll do an interview uh, four weeks from now, or round about then, and then uh-huh. after the fight. Oh, not a pre-fight interview then, then dressing room, like, you know, and how do you feel about <laughs> <like>, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, um, that's been great, John. Um, thanks for coming on. And uh, this will be getting shared on Sunday night. Okay, fantastic.
All right, let me just the whole thing or just bits of it. Let me just end this recording. <laughs>